0: This is the MMA Takes, Podcast MMA Takes Podcast With your host, Brian Petrie Petri. uh, uh, uh. It should say the host with the most I, I, I might change that Because, uh, you know, I think it's accurate Welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast Episode 45, right? Huh? I think we're there Sorry if I don't sound very enthusiastic I know this is coming out late this week Usually uh a pick podcast comes out on friday this is actually gonna be one episode this week since there's no ufc this weekend and a little uh you know a little uh peek behind the curtain on old bribear um you know i uh i I have i've had migraines since i was like 13 years old and cincinnati you know that the old expression is if you don't like the weather wait five minutes and and last week it was cold cold as shit and i like it i like the cold i you know i'm a I'm appreciative of the cold. You know, the hot, the heat gets me. But uh, this week, I decided to pull fucking 180 and be 20 in the morning and then 50 in the afternoon with it raining. And it's putting my head on a fucking dreidel right now. Uh, Just spinning. Spinning. That's for all my my Jewish fans. Happy Hanukkah. I believe it's over. um, But happy Hanukkah. Uh, And, you know, I've... This week I was I I like recording early early in the week because I'm energized. You know, I haven't read the same book to my daughter a thousand fucking times, and I haven't already been. You know, the guys at people at work are aren't already. You know, by the end of the week I'm ready to kill them. So I like to record in the early in the week because I'm energized. I'm ready to go. I'm you know full of energy. um Didn't happen. I was laid up for a little bit. I mean, I literally could go to work and 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 make sure my daughter didn't uh burn down the house. Other than that, I was pretty much useless. Yesterday though was was a was a the roughest day earlier in the week I you know tried to do something I got, I got a little bit of news I, I don't know what to get to first. I have a little bit of a rant to go on. I had this kind of bit worked out and then right before I came on here I was doing some snooping on my phone and I was like, "You know what? All right, I'm a little I'm a little achieved, a little peeved right now." So we'll go to the fail bit that I didn't do and then we'll go rant and then we'll go to the exciting news and then we'll get to everything you have seen in Milwaukee. And whatever the hell else there is to talk about so the little bit i was gonna do not really bit what you know what it, however you want to say it uh you know i was gonna make a joke you know dom madge uh ufc's dom madge interviewed i interviewed him to, uh, two weeks ago i guess now and uh great interview great guy Be getting a lot of feedback from the friends some friends kind of stay quiet on it probably haven't listened to it you know it's whatever um for our first interview, and since I I don't know Don at all, I, I literally just DM'd him, and, and he was kind enough to do it. I thought it went pretty well. You know, I'm still trying to figure it out like how I might want my interview style to be. You know, if you're a fan of part of my take, those guys, you know, you got to kind of be, you kind of kind of get it to really get those. And if those guys, the the people that guests that come on that get it, they're they're the best guests. I don't know if that's really my sense of humor as much as I enjoy those guys. I don't know if I could do that. I'm also not going to be fucking Arrow Hawani asking, you know. These serious questions. I think there's a lane for everybody. And and I'm trying to – I'm swerving right now. I'm trying to find my way. But uh, all the feedback I got from the people that gave me feedback, it it was very constructive and and I appreciated it. And so my thing was is what I was going to say. And actually I probably respect Don Madge more now I think after you hear my rant. Uh, I was gonna do this thing. Like, listen, I thought we hit it off. We had a nice twenty minute. It was supposed to be a ten minute conversation. We talked for almost twenty. Very polite, nice in the DMs. You know, he's he's he, you know he shared the the podcast via his story and 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 liked the post online. But you know, he didn't follow me on social media. Um, I tweeted it and I tweeted at him. I follow him on both platforms. He didn't follow me, and I was gonna do this like you know this joke like oh you know I guess you know you know we weren't. Uh, you know, we didn't hit it off as, as quite as, you know, someone had a good time on the first date. The other one didn't. Um, but, you know, it it, it, it kind of ruined it because as I was going through my social media, you know, I don't have a ton of followers. Every episode, I think I've asked you guys to follow me on, on social media. And some of you guys have really come through and I appreciate that. What I hate in in 2018, and this has been going on for a while now, is the social media aspect of business is is very prevalent, right? So I'm not going to get noticed. I'm not going to get recognized unless I have five, 10,000 followers at minimum. And that's just getting in the base level. I got to get to that before people even take me a little bit seriously. I got 67 right now on Instagram. I got 70 on Twitter. Haven't thought, I know a lot of those guys buy followers haven't really thought about that. Uh, you know, I'm not going to do that route. Um, but You know the the point is my rant is 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 I understand you I've never really cared about the numbers per se you know my Facebooks you know fucking people went to high school with family. Twitter is just people kind of know me and then, you know, random ass, you know, Russian fucking mail order brides or whatever it is that that follow you. And on Instagram, you know, I think I got a lot. You know, I'm sure I got some bots, but then there's some real people and and there's people in my life that follow me. And I would like to get the numbers up. I mean, that's the name of the game, right, is to uh, get as much exposure and and get enough eyeballs onto your product as, as you want. And I want people to listen to me. I want people to enjoy this. And... um. So long story short, sorry, my, again, brain's not firing at a hundred percent today, boys. So if you can please endure me through this, I appreciate it. So anyway, um, I, you know, the other day I had like 73 followers or something like that. And, uh, I, uh, you know, I don't go through a lot of the MMA takes Instagram. I mean, I go through, I like some shit. I post, uh, you know, you know, I'm trying to go in a different direction. I'm posting about who I like as the underdog and everything like that. People seem to like it, you know. So anyway, I get all these people to follow me, and I'm a nice guy, and I go, you know what, you follow me, I'm going to follow you back. You're taking a chance on me, I'm going to take, take a chance on you. So I go, and I look, and I had, like, maybe I was following, like, you know, 217 people, and I had 67 followers. I go, okay, or, or at the, yeah, 67 followers. I go, well, I know that I was at 70 the other day. You know, what the fuck's going on? So I go through, and I don't remember who follows me. I don't remember every single person. However, excuse me, I do remember... And I'm calling him out. He's a Bellator fighter, Lytton Vassell. Vassell. I've seen him fight many times. Don't I pronounce his last name? This guy follows me, right? Likes a post right away. Follows me. I follow him back. Cool. I know you. You're a Bellator fighter. You're an elite athlete. You're a great MMA artist. You know, I'm, I'm not super familiar with your work, but thank you. I'm going to follow you. You seem like a good guy. And within like 10 minutes, he unfollows me. So he must not like what I'm seeing, you know what he's seeing. The problem is, is I don't post every five minutes for him to be like, "Ugh, that's a clear sign of honey dicking somebody and going, I'm gonna follow this guy. He's gonna follow me back, and then I'm gonna gonna drop him because the cool thing to do is to follow like maybe a couple hundred people and then have a couple hundred thousand followers. But I caught on to his little fucking game, Linton. And, uh, yeah, so I, I stopped following. I almost sent him a message, but I didn't want to get fucking, you know, him fly from England and come kick my head off. I was just, like, pissed. I go, what the what shady shit that is? And I look at his thing, and he's very active on social media. So this is a clear, conscious thing. It's like, oh, this guy runs an MMA website. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to like his post. And then, you know, when he follows me back, I'm going to drop him because I'm it's not cool to follow people, right? Uh, and, and I know I sound like a 100-year-old man or something like that right now. But the point is, is the clout does the, the word clout gets thrown around a lot and that's what people want. And it happens quite a bit. You know, I usually, if you follow me, I, I typically follow you back. Um, and I don't go and unfollow you, but then I went through my fucking Instagram feed and, And all of a sudden, like some fucking, uh, you know, kid pops up that looks like he's 12 years old from fucking, you know, Scandinavia with his hair that hasn't been combed in two months. And it's like a horrible fucking selfie of him. And it's got like 27 likes. I go, who the fuck is this guy? Why am I following him? I go, oh, okay. Probably because he followed me. Okay, cool. So I never thought anything of it when I clicked on him but he's not following me. And I go, oh, okay. So I'm following some fucking 12-year-old, you know, that's not going to look great. Uh, so I don't follow them, and, and then I found like four or five cases where that's happened, where guys have followed me that I know, and then all of a sudden they're not. So it's just one of those things where it's like that's the world we live in, and it's so unfortunate because you know podcast is all about numbers, and and if you want to sell advertisements, you got to have number your numbers up, and and that's that's fair. I mean that's how it's worked always. If you're on a '90s sitcom show and you're not, your ratings were shit, you get canceled. It's all about numbers, but people are fudging the numbers. And, uh, you know, so this was starting with Don Madge that followed me, even though I thought we hit it off, to fake people following me just to get their followers up and then, you know, see ya. Um, so, more of the story is I have a more high respect for Don we for going, you know what, I'm going to do this guy's interview. He was cool. Not cool enough. I don't want to see his shit that he's posting. Um but So I kind of respect that now. I respect it. I, I tip my hat to that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to ask for a follow. I'm going to be like, hey, man, follow me, whatever. He did my podcast. He doesn't owe me anything. Uh so that was my rant of the day. I don't know if that made any sense. It's just, and then there's another, I'm, I'm going to call someone else out. There's this, um, uh, MMA, uh, I guess they're like, uh, you listen, it's a competitive world out there. I get that. There's a lot of MMA accounts out there that post pictures, that post odds, that post like videos and, and they add their own little graphics and they're great. They're fucking great. They really are. They do their own thing. And this one, um, MMA, uh, I, I, I wish I knew the name. I'm not going to pull it up. It's like MMA, MMA something It's MMA theme based, fucking uh instagram they follow me and they start liking some of my shit too and we're kind of in the same lane they're doing something similar to me they don't have a podcast or website but they're doing they're doing their stuff on the social media side uh, you know, I, I'm not. I'm competitive enough where it's like, okay, I want to get some of these guys on the show. I want to interview these guys and see, pick their brain on MMA. I want to. I want to evolve. I want to talk to like-minded people. That's my goal. My goal isn't to be better than somebody because you know it's like, okay, you have eight thousand followers. I have sixty-seven. You know, I, clearly you're doing better than I am. But this guy fucking follows me, likes everything I like, and then I just found out tell hey, you he unfollowed me. So I unfollowed his bullshit Instagram that I didn't even like anyway. Like you fucker, like your stuff's boring and it's hacky you know fuck you um so that's it that's my anger for the day and the good news so we'll end on good news right early this week you know i was laid up with a headache you heard my sob story um i've been trying for two months now email and soundcloud now if you don't know how podcasts work you know obviously you might be listening to this on google you might be listening to this on itunes they don't host your site. You got to go to a different hosting site. There's a million different hosting sites out there. There's, there really is. I went with SoundCloud. You know, you pay them a, a fee a month, so they can, you know, they keep everything. You know, unlimited downloads, unlimited bandwidth, all that shit, and then they distribute it to a fee They have a, you, you set your own feed up essentially, and then you go and distribute it to those certain things like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, iTunes. uh soundcloud for whatever reason does not work with spotify now i know a lot of my friends use spotify not sure for podcast or what but it's a platform that i think i should be using i should be on so i've been emailing soundcloud terrible terrible uh customer service if i do say so myself so um never really got back to me never got an answer and then finally today or finally two days ago i found out soundcloud or spotify finally accepted soundcloud rss feeds so we are now on SoundCloud. So if you're listening to this and you're on SoundCloud and you've never went to Google, you never went to iTunes, then welcome. Welcome to the podcast. I'm glad you're listening. And then if you are a Spotify user and you've always broken off and listened to this on either SoundCloud or iTunes or Google or Stitcher, then we're on another platform. So that's big. You know, Spotify is, is, is a big thing. I personally don't use it because I'm a thousand years old. I have a, I have a different uh, what are, Apple Music or whatever. I'm an Apple guy through and through, so uh, you know, I'm in you know, I'm stuck, you know. Uh Tim Cook's, you know, you know, basically just has a, a grasp of my wallet. Anytime they release something new, he just you know, he takes a couple couple car- cards out or a couple couple dollar bills out and be like, I'm you know, I'm I'm gonna ta- hold on to this for you. Um, so we're on Spotify. Perfect. I'm going to have a blog up on MMA takes about it. Um, yeah, and it's very popular. So if you like Spotify and you want to listen to your fucking Kenny G and then your, you know create your own little playlist, you can pop over and mix it up with a podcast. So that's it. That's at the top of the show. Done with that. Sorry about that. How, how long are they going for? 13 minutes? Yikes. All right, let's go. UFC Milwaukee. Um, oh, boy. Uh, listen. You know, I, maybe I've had a headache because it's been psychosomatic because I did really bad for you guys. I went four and eight, four and eight on my picks. Couldn't win a bet. Couldn't win a fucking bet. Crazy card up and down. All my underdogs went to shit. I didn't win any underdog bets. I think Bobby Green got hosed. He's my underdog lock of the night. I think he got hosed. Dan Hooker was my favorite lock of the night, even though he closed as, as a slight favorite. He was my favorite lock of the night. He got smoked. Um, four and eight, four and fucking eight. I'm embarrassed. Um, you guys deserve better than that. That's that's just that's just horrible. You know, if you listen to this, the Pick'em podcast does really well. There are numbers to it. People are listening to it. I imagine they are taking some of the advice and, and placing a bet. So I do feel some responsibility that I failed you guys. I failed you guys as as uh as a man, as a handicapper. I really did. But, you know, in my defense, it was a pretty, pretty rough night all around for I think everybody. Um it was some it was some crazy, crazy stuff to happen. A lot of weird unders came out of nowhere that I didn't see coming and, and maybe I need to up my game a little bit. But um you know we're gonna go ahead and break down some of this. The one fight I did get right was Juan Adams. He looked uh very pedestrian. He's big, athletic, show that he can take a good shot. Cristela Rocha, tough as they come. Juan Adams needs a little work. I understand why he's in the UFC. He's five and zero. needs a little work. He won the contender series. They offered him a contract. They need heavyweights. But um, I mean, if you get him in there with anybody, anybody worth, worth some, a uh, little bit of stand up, a little bit of movement, a little bit of cardio. I think he's in some trouble. I think his athleticism can only take him so far. And then we got Dan E versus Jordan Griffin. That was an underdog pick. I had Griffin. I was really high on Griffin. I, I, I was telling everybody the day of that. I think this guy's going to win another really close fight. I think they got this fight, right? I'm not going to gripe about this fight. It was a very, very close fight. I think E did enough in the, in, in the sec, in the third round, excuse me, first round was very close, but E was, was taking him down and, and controlling most of it. Second round was all Jordan Griffin. Third round was a toss up. Could have won either way, but I did score 29, 28 to E, even though that kills me. Uh, and then we had Adam Milstead versus Mike Rodriguez. I have a I had a value pick for Mike Rodriguez. I thought he was a good choice. Um, I thought he struggled with wrestlers. Uh, Milstead was a huge favorite in that fight. Uh, at one point, Rodriguez was a plus one eighty, which I thought was a little crazy going against a guy like Adam Milstead who. Veteran of the sport, but obviously isn't like, you know, world champion level or, or, or on an eight fight crazy winning streak. So um, Mike Robert, you guys went out and looked dominant, knocked out Adam Milstead. Um, that was a nice little underpick that I missed. Milstead, I believe, retired afterwards. Um that was a tough one because I I had it written down. I just I just didn't pull it. I didn't bet it either. I usually every time I write down a little uh, you know little value pick or whatever I you know whatever I usually go and bet it and I didn't. So that one stings a little bit. And Joaquim Silva versus Jared Gordon. Joaquin Silva came in at a 2500 dog. He won one of the fight of the night. I thought besides Allen and Kevin Lee, this was an amazing fight. Jared Gordon showed incredible toughness. Ended up getting knocked out. He was dominating. I think both rounds, I think the judges had him up. The first round, definitely. Second round, Joaquin definitely came back and, and got him that nasty like uh, leg lock stretch thing that like apparently popped his hamstring and PCL on Jared Gordon. So props to Jared Gordon for coming out. He was a, a big favorite that I liked as well. I thought Jared Gordon is very talented. Joaquin Silva really impressed me in that fight. Um, that one sucked. My lock underdog of the night next to Bobby Green was Jared Murskardt. He got completely smoked by Jack Hermanson. Jack Hermanson is, uh, a lot better on the ground than I thought. That's for sure. He dominated Murskardt. Murskardt's fight IQ needs to, you know, elevate a little bit. Um, he was diving for guillotines when you were getting up. I mean, he's got good stand up. I don't know why you would want to go to your back after getting dominated. Hermanson's very, very heavy on top. He's finished a lot of guys from Ground and Pound. Very odd choice. Very, um, I'm not sure. I don't know what Jared Morskar was doing. Uh, that was a little bit of an odd choice, but that one stung, too, because I actually did have a uh, had a couple shekels on uh, on Morshka. I really liked that fight. Uh, Dwight Grant versus Zach Otto. Zach Otto is a plus two, four, five favorite. I didn't know anybody picking Zach Otto. I, I thought he was a little bit chinny. Took the fight on short notice. I know he's a Milwaukee guy. Dwight Grant, out of AKA, coming off the contender series with a great performance. Looked Not great. I didn't want to say terrible. It was a very close fight. I did have Dwight Grant winning. I thought he squeaked that decision, but by no means a robbery because Dwight Grant didn't do anything. Uh, It was kind of awkward because D it's kind of awkward because Paul Felder has four had four teammates on this card. He had to call all their fights. He almost cried when Jared Gordon came out because they're like best friends. I think that's, if I was fighting like a Paul Felder like best friend in there, like, and I'm, you know, I'm worried about my family listening to the broadcast going, ooh. you know, Brian Kellner had a great, you know, great thing on Twitter. He did like a little video, clearly biased, clearly biasy as when you're calling fights when you have four fucking teammates. Um, DC, one teammate, Dwight Grant, he was all over Dwight Grant talking about how he spars with him and he's tough and he's long. And he's just, now he didn't do anything. He didn't do shit. Um, he was a part of my parlay that I had. The only thing I could have won was my parlay because the other fights I actually picked right and I had Dwight Grant in that parlay. Could have won a little bit of money. I would have been ahead on the night and Dwight Grant fucking ruined it. The only piece of the puzzle that didn't come together. Next up, Bobby Green uh, versus Jakar Close. I thought Bobby Green got robbed here. I thought he won... Pretty much every round I would give him, I would give close one round. Um, and kudos to me for not making a close call. You know, the close, you know, not no close call jokes on Twitter. There was, I was getting flooded with that. So credit to me for not making those jokes. I did make a Jakarta Wire joke, but you know, that's, that's actually funny. I did think Bobby Green got, they got robbed. He was a plus 220 underdog. Cre- incredible value. I posted on my Instagram. I really did. I put some money on Bobby Green thought he had that one unfortunately he did not um zach cummings a guy he's a minus two favorite favorite i got that right kind of a dud fight you know uh you know it's what it is they both look like, they both are the same exact person fighting each other trevor smith and zach cummings are the same exact person um claudia gadela or, or i'm sorry what jeez my brain is broken guys charles Oliveira versus jim miller i got that right charles Oliveira. I think too skilled, too evolved. Jim Miller, I think, is is the same fighter, if not regressing. And Charles Oliveira is, is on top of the world right now. I, I figured that. I predicted that right. And I predicted the finish right, too, which I'm not very good at. I thought it was going to come in round one, and it did. Um, so I got that right. And then Sergio Pettis' was Ralph Fon I got right as well. A lot of value on Pettis. A lot of people liked that underdog pick. I thought Ralph Fon was just too big, too strong, too good at everything that Sergio was as well. I thought they they can't they matched up well with each other. Just I, I edged it to font with the boxing and everything like that. So then Edson, we'll, we'll talk about the two main events a little more here. Um, Edson Barboza looked incredible. Um, the thing about MMA is what happens to MMA. And it happens to me too. And I, and I generally don't fall into that trap if you ask my buddy I wasn't on I wasn't super hyped on John Jones after he destroyed Shogun I go yeah well, well what else has he got you know I was really late on the John Jones bandwagon I'm usually a little late to uh, the bandwagon of people but also I I fall for oh this guy's lost two in a row bad two in a row he's done right so Barbosa coming off two losses Kevin Lee and Khabib you got mauled in both those both wrestler both grappler style fighters Coming off a uh, Dan, fighting Dan Hooker, who's coming off four straight finishes and coming out of a great camp. And and I was really high on Dan Hooker. I think Dan Hooker it has all the talent in the world. Still do. And um, you know, Edson Barboza proved like, you know, you put another fucking striker in here with me. You put a guy in here that's not gonna threaten me with a bunch of takedowns and ground and pound. I'm gonna win. And uh Barboza showed a great chin, which is what I thought was gonna plague him. I thought he might have got caught with something. The kicks to the legs, the kicks to the body, the, the boxing, Dan Hooker. I don't know how Dan Hooker survived that. How does he have internal bleeding? Some of those body kicks, I was wincing. My wife was actually watching the fights with me, which is very rare. Sitting right next to me goes, how is this guy not dead yet? How is he not dead? Um, Insane stuff. The spinning kicks to the body, the head kicks, the body kicks, the leg kicks. His leg was black and blue behind the knee. They were just perfect, flawless technique. Barboza got cobbled some shots, too, you know, inside there. Dan Hooker just tough as nails. I don't want to make this about Dan Hooker because I am a fan of Dan Hooker. I thought, you know, I don't know if it was too much too soon. I just thought maybe it was a bad style matchup for him. You know, looking back, I did have Dan Hooker as my lock, which was very comical considering Edson Barboza was in control that whole time. Edson, though, showed a little bit of lack of fight IQ as well. Instead of going back to the leg, he's just sitting there in the pocket. Dan Hooker could barely move. All he could do was throw his hands he slowed down a lot from, I guess, from the leg kicks and the bodies. He was breathing heavy. His, Dan Hooker's cardio didn't look all that great. But obviously, that could have been from the, from the body kicks. Edson Barboza just looked on fire. Incredible stuff. They should have stopped it, I think, a little before. I think the refs kind of were off to, uh, off that night. And uh, But Edson Barboza just showed out. I want to see him against another striker. Get him in there against someone that stands up. Don't put him in there against someone that wrestles. Because then you got questions like, oh, well, what is Edson, right? You know, what? what is he Get him in there with someone that's going to strike with him. Off the top of my head at 155. <sighs> I'm not great off the top of my head. I mean, Nate Diaz would be sick because Nate Diaz does not block leg kicks. I mean, if you watch the Rafael Dan- uh RDA fight, Rafael Stosanios, if you watch that fight, he does not block leg kicks. That could get ugly, but but his boxing's so good. And he comes forward. He's not getting tired. He's not going to slow down. I, that, that'd that be a test of wheels. Nate's a little above that right now. I mean, Edson, Edson probably needs to get in I know I think I think he's ranked five or six. I think he's going to get maybe some of these Mick Carters here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head again. My brain's broken. And the main event. Great main event. Last main event on Fox. Ally Quinto versus Kevin Lee rematch. Um, on paper I like this fight on paper I thought Kevin Lee was going to dominate obviously I was dead wrong again uh, that's why I went 4 for 8 and lost every bet um, I like Quinta looked great um, you know I think it's a really good matchup for him I think Kevin Lee Kevin Lee he fought like a weird fight in my opinion I think he should have, I mean, with with Edson Barboza, he didn't want to stand up for more than a couple minutes the entire fight. You know, he got dropped in that fight without spinning kick to the head. He's been dropped numerous times in the past. His stand-up isn't terrible, but his defense isn't great, right? He gets hit. He's hitable, And with a guy with a suspect chin, you, I mean, it, what are you doing, right? But you got this world-class athlete who can take anybody down. He 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 called out Dylan Danis and said when Dylan and I rolled, I got the better of him. He said I'm a better version of Khabib, and he don't show it. Right, you you took Al down in the second round, I believe. Had his back, could have finished it, or you know. But you know, Al uh, is—I was a survivor. He's tough. So um, I don't know. I don't know about Kevin Lee. Uh, You know, he want the weight cut seemed good. I don't know if he should go up to seventy because there's a lot of guys at seventy that are like Kevin Lee, and him being the smaller guy, I don't know if that's going to work as well. Um, I always am, I, I am always in favor of guys going up in weight as opposed to going down in weight. That's just my opinion. I think the weight cut really fucks with a lot of part of you. So Kevin Lee could go up in weight and, and be fucking the best at 170. I just think there's some I mean, Kamar Usman and Kevin and Kevin Lee. I mean, who's gonna win that grappling exchange? You know, uh I you know it's it's tough to think. It's tough with sliding. I think Kevin Lee needs to be a little more disciplined and uh, get on a diet and, and make 155. But, I mean, the, the story of the night was Al Aliquinta, this guy. Um, Al kind of went... He has gone after the UFC several times. I have disagreed with a lot of things Al Aliquinta has said. He wants to get paid this, he wants to pay that. Well, now he's a top-five fighter. Now he's certified, but top-five fighter. He's going to fight the Gaethjes, the Poiriers, the, uh, the fucking Conor McGregors, maybe. A lot of people are calling for the Conor fight, which I like. However... I'm not I'm selling Ally Quinta. Everyone's high on him right now. He had a great performance of a guy he already beat. That's a style matchup that he is familiar with, that he is good. Al's a pretty good grappler. He can defend pretty well. He can has takedowns himself. Pretty good power. Pretty raw on the stand-up, in my opinion. A lot of injuries. He's had a lot of injuries in his career. I'm selling him though. I thought this was a great performance. You put him in there with a Gaethje. I think Gaethje smokes him. You put him in there with a Conor McGregor, and I'm a Conor guy, so you have to take the the grain of salt. But I think Conor takes him out in round one. I think Alexander is a top five talent because of his wins, but he has he needs to be more active, right? Um, the Connor fight makes sense, though, because I think Connor would take that in a heartbeat. Because why Why the fuck not? That's a perfect style matchup for you. I don't think Kevin, I don't think, excuse me, I don't think Ali Aquinta will take Connor down or could take Connor down. Well, I mean, he definitely could, but I don't think you can hold him down like Khabib, right? Al looked great against Khabib. His, one, his biggest win is his loss, and that's the five round fight with Khabib where he didn't get finished. That's how fucking good Khabib is. He called Conor out when Conor got finished by Khabib. I think it's a different style matchup. I do think anybody in the top five. Fergus, he called for a Ferguson fight. I think is ridiculous. He fights. He can have an eight-week training camp, ten-week training camp. He's going to get ragdogged by Khabib again. You also got to remember, Khabib took that fight on 20 hours notice, too. Um, so th- th- there's a lot... That goes into it. A lot of people are high in Ale Quinta. It's Al's time right now. I'm sure you know he's getting calls and, and fights are happening for him, and he's going to have a lot on the table. And good for Al, make as much money as you can. However, I'm selling you. I don't think I don't think you're you're going to beat anybody in the top ten. Um, but you proved me wrong. You were a big underdog against Kevin Lee. So what the fuck do I know? That's just you know a little hot take there. Some news for you. Let's, let's try to wrap this up. I didn't realize I was. Babbling for thirty minutes, so Ariel hawani was, uh, you know, Ariel. I, I got to go after the guy. You know, he's 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 the king of, I guess, all MMA. You know, he's got forty fucking guests on the show every Monday, and it's like ten hours. Um, he's pushing the narrative that that Bellator had a better weekend than the UFC. Um, you know, UFC was on Milwaukee. UFC Milwaukee was on Saturday night. Bellator was on Friday and Saturday. Um, Listen, I, I, I've i been hearing this for a while. Uh, I think Ariel likes Scott Coker. I think, you know, Ariel likes competition. I don't think he wants, you know, a monarchy. I, I think he wants another clear number two. And Bellator obviously been the number two for a while. Scott, uh, uh, Scott Coker has went in there and done great things. However, UFC Milwaukee had some amazing fights. The quality of fights on, on UFC Milwaukee were better than Bellator. I watched Bellator on Friday night, obviously, and I watched it Saturday night. Um, the Frank Mir fight was was hard to watch. Frank tapping the strikes like that all bloody against a guy who – heavyweight who is okay. Uh, I think he. I think Chris De La Rocha would give that guy a pretty good fight. Jay, I can't pronounce his last name. And then the main event, Michael Chandler versus – I mean, that's your star, right? They got to push the stars. AJ McKee, a guy I've been very, very complimentary of. Looked great. Um, I would like to see him fight somebody. I think it's time now. Same thing with Aaron Pico. I think it's time for him to fight somebody now these guys need to make their way to the UFC. If they're going to be considered the best in the world, I hope they don't get trapped in that Bellator bubble where they're getting tons of money, but we don't really know how good they are. Um, Bellator could be bringing people in Like, you know, uh, Scott Coker's model is, is to build some of the younger stars. I mean, you got to remember he had DC who, who wasn't really a younger star, but he was an up and coming guy. He had Luke Rockhold. He's really good at that, but, his model is is bringing in these older guys and main eventing, right? Um, Scott Coker is very good at what he does, but for Ariel to really be pushing this narrative that Bellator had a better week in the UFC, I mean, come on, give me a fucking break. Uh, Friday night's fights: Brett Primus versus Michael Chandler. Brett Primus has been a pro for ten years. He has eight fights. His win over Michael Chandler, which was like two fucking years ago, was a complete bullshit win. Michael Chandler rolled his ankle and then people pulled a stool and he fell and then they stopped the fight. It was like a leg injury and Brett Pemis is walking around like he fucking destroyed, uh, destroyed uh, Michael Chandler, which I think is ridiculous. Um, yeah, Michael Chandler's like Michael Chandler, you know, Patricio Pitbull, even Patricky, all the, there's a handful of guys that could go over and UFC and compete. Um, but Michael Chandler, again, you know, this is the one thing I said about him. And I told him, I said, when you sign, I told him, I, t- I told you guys, I don't, I would tell him, Come on the podcast, Michael Chandler, I'll tell you your fucking face. If Michael Chandler, if he was going to resign with Bellator for a lot of money, which he did, and I'm glad because he's going to get paid. But don't start calling out people that aren't in Bellator. And that's exactly what the fuck he did. He sat up there at the press conference and they said, well, what do you want next? He goes, well, the only fight that really interests me is Khabib Nagamanov. You had your fucking chance to fight Khabib, dude. You, if you would have came over to the UFC, one win would have put you, maybe not at Khabib because it's kind of a weird thing at 55. Would have put you at the top, man. Would have put you at like Gaethje. Him and Gaethje would be fucking insane. But you you decide to to take the money, which is fine because you're in the cage and you're you're putting your health on line and stuff like that. Get paid while you can. It's not like UFC is going to pay you peanuts. But I think in the long run, if you're as good as you think you are, you're going to make more money in the UFC than Bellator. That's just my opinion. But what the fuck do I know? So that's the one thing I didn't want him to do, and that's exactly what he did. But Bellator had a good weekend, back-to-back cards. I I didn't see the card on Saturday. Uh, Friday night was a little rough. AJ McKee completely destroyed his opponent. Again, Electric post-fight speech, he's going to be a star. Um, They need to find him someone to fight, however. And then uh Frank Mayer was very, very sad. And the Chandler premise fight was was boring. It was it wasn't that great. Um Chandler wrestled all whole time. Premise, I think clipped Chandler once. But obviously Premise has a lot of holes in this game and, and and I that's pretty evident the fact that he's been a pro for so long and only has nine fights. Um st- sticking with Ariel Hawani, he did an interview, a phone interview, not recorded, with Nick Diaz. And Nick Diaz came out and said that he is not fighting Jorge Masvidal. Vidal and Dana White um, Danny White has said that it's signed. He has said it's not signed. I'm in the middle of training camp, and they're using this to leverage you know, me to take a shittier deal or something. Right. Um, listen, I like the Diaz brothers. I think they're electric inside the ring. I think they're electric outside the cage. They're stars, right? But they're fucking impossible to deal with. They're just absolutely impossible. You hear this all the time, the Diaz brothers. Nick Diaz made a million-something dollars, a million-something dollars for the Conor McGregor fight. I bet you he was coming close to that in the Poirier fight that fell through. Wouldn't take another fight for that card. Said, we'll wait it out. We'll do whatever. Not fighting now. So he and then Nick Diaz, I'm sure, is going to make close to a million bucks when he fights. Maybe like a $500,000 show, no win bonus, and they'll kick him something you know on the back end if, if, he, if he's on the pay-per-view. Nick Diaz puts asses in seats. He's a draw. People want to see him fight. People want to see him fight Jorge Maso. They want to see him fight anybody. So... And then he, you know, a couple of weeks ago, he put that drunk message on on uh, Instagram about how Scott Coker he's gonna go with Scott Coker. Scott Coker always pays him. I, I'm just so sick and tired of Tyreek talking about the same thing with the Diaz brothers. Nick Diaz is gonna come in. He has that sec- he had that fucking thing with that chick that he beat or something. He has some legal fees now. He hasn't fought since 2015. Every time he fights, he gets suspended, so he loses like half his fucking money. Nick Diaz is going to come in. He's going to fight Jorge. He's going to win. I think he can beat Jorge Masvidal. And then he's going to take whatever that get. And then just go live his life again and talk about, you know, how he wants to fight GSP. It's like, dude, it's not 2000 fucking 10 anymore. Get over the GSP thing. I'm a little sick of hearing about the Diaz brothers. I like them, but uh, fucking sick about it. John Jones getting a lot of press again. Um, he obviously last week, two weeks ago, he got he was uh what is it? He got approved to fight for the California athlete, uh, California Athletic Commission, where he was suspended for a steroid case. Um, they, one of the people, I don't know if a senator. I don't know what the yeah. You know, let's call her a senator. Said I think you should participate in Nevada Nevada testing program. And him and his lawyer both agreed. Lawyer came out and made a statement saying that uh, you know after further you know. Inquiries about it, we're not gonna do that. People are kind of freaking out thinking the fight's off. No, John Jones is, is regulated by the Nevada State Athletic Commission because that's where he's fighting Gustafsson and USADA, which is that works directly with UFC. Vada, it's a volunteer program. You don't have to do that. They said yes. Lawyer said after further whatever, we're not gonna do it. So people are kind of freaking out thinking the fight's off. It's not, it was just a volunteer drug program that I guess John Jones did commit to do. He's not doing so. Everybody fucking relax. He did call out DC. I think yesterday, kind of an odd move. You know, John Jones has been going live. If you follow him on Instagram, he goes live every fucking five minutes. Um, he seems happy, which scares me because you know is he on some happy pills now that you know people are off his back? No, I, I don't. I don't think he's he 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 would do anything to jeopardize his career further because this guy's could have made a lot of fucking money over the years, and 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 he has blown a lot of chances however kind of odd that he called out dc when a month ago he said he on the aerial show he said he's past that i you know i'm not i'm past that that's not i don't care about dc i'm not gonna fight him again you know i have nothing to prove and now he's calling out dc saying you're the fake double champ connor's the real double champ and and uh kind of some odd stuff i don't know you know I, I think he's just trying to get his name out there because his fight's coming up I would think that he would be talking more shit about Gibson because I mean, those guys had some real heat at the press conference, but you know, who knows? John Jones is, is a little erratic. Final two things here before we get to the top five, Dom Cruz, fucking Dom, Nick Cruz. One of my guys, and I might kick him off the list, right? A very short list of my guys. Love Dom Cruz. I love his style. When I trained as a big boy, I try to do the Dom Cruz. I thought a heavyweight that could keep that pace is is incredible. I love the way he fights. I love... I just love his mental. I love him calling fights, breaking down the stuff. You know, whatever. I'm a fan of his. Got hurt again. Hurt his shoulder. Threw a punch. Shoulder just ripped all out. He compared it. He was on a real show giving all these fucking real upbeat speeches. Like, you know, you're in an episode of Friday Night Lights or some shit. He... It's hard to be his fan, man. He's going to be out another year. Another year. We're not going to see him till fucking probably February of 2020. That's I can't even... That's not even a real year right now. That's not even real. 2020? That's really going to happen? Um, uh, It's just so tough. He's going to fight Lineker, which would have been a perfect matchup for him. I think he would have just fucking bull-tamed Lineker all day. Let let Lineker throw those big shots and, and you pop shot him like you do really tough to see that Dom. I don't have many words about it that he's heard again, but I mean, we got to wrap this guy in fucking bubble wrap. I don't understand. Or retire. I mean, you're really talented. You know, if if ESPN, I know he worked at Fox desk, that's no longer going to be there. I'm sure ESPN would be interested in him. I know ESPN does have – they are working with some other guys. You know, Gilbert Melendez has been over there for a while. Um, So I'm not really sure how that's going to work, how that – you know, all these on-air personalities, if they are going to go to ESPN. ESPN's got their own squad. They got their own own talent. So – um, I don't know if uh, UFC has any say in that. I know Fox did a really good job at bringing some you know, guys onto the desk like Tyron Woodley, Michael Bisping, Rashad Evans, Dom Cruz, Brian Stan was in the booth for a while. <clears throat> Paul Felder's calling fights. He's great. Um, you know so I don't know what's gonna happen to him but I, I think maybe retirement and, and that's what separates him from me he's probably not even thinking retirement he's thinking about you know the comeback's gonna be bigger than the setback or whatever the fuck that saying is and then the last thing I want to mention I usually don't do fight announcements on here because you know you can go look that shit up yourself Jeremy Stevens versus beep Magamev Sharipov just got announced for the pay-per-view okay in pay-per-view I think in February March I don't know I should have probably wrote that down fuck me what a fight. Holy shit. That fight's going to be insane. Zabeep very hittable, very exciting, very uh unorthodox. He's got some crazy kicks, got some good takedowns, got some good submissions. Does he fight smart? You're gonna fucking have to if you're fighting Jeremy Stevens. Really, really good fight. I'm, I'm excited about that fight. That could have main evented on a on an ESPN card. I'm surprised they didn't do that. However, it's on a pay per view. It's gonna be absolutely insane. All right, so we're in too deep now. This was supposed to be like a little quick 30 minute one because my head's fucking broken. But now that I'm talking to you guys and I've and I've expressed my anger about the social media slugs out there, I am a, I'm re- re- re-juvenated. So the top five. It's an easy one. Listen, Fox ended Big Fox. You know, they they only did a handful of actual Fox cards. They did a ton of FS2, FS1 cards, whatnot. But uh, the Fox main events, you know, there was only, I think there's maybe close to 20 of them. I should have counted, but I'm going to give it the top five. Number five, Kane versus JDS. Listen, I know this fight lasted one punch, essentially. I know it lasted a minute. However, this was a, a really unique thing where. The best fight of that night on that card was Benson Henderson with Clay Guida. However, they the UFC did that fight as in good faith for Fox. I don't I don't think the deal was in place yet. And they only fucking did one fight. The only time ever UFC only aired one fight. The fucking every undercard fight was on Facebook prelims and they used to do that. They aired one fight, and it was this one. It just it was a heavyweight fucking clash. The buildup was amazing. I thought Kane was invincible. I was all in on Kane and fucking JDS ruined that with one punch. And that was the first time, believe it or not, where I was like considering like betting MMA going, I think I could probably make some money. You know, I had I was going to Vegas upcoming Vegas hadn't started yet. I hadn't I hadn't been to Vegas yet. I was going that January that I believe that fight happened in November. I go, oh, I'm going to I know who's going to win that fight. Kane's going to destroy him. So. It really resonated with me. I know it wasn't the best fight, but I, you know this is the best this is the top five main events, not necessarily the best fights. Number 4 Lawler versus Rafael Dosenos, really good fight. Dosenos coming out party in my opinion at 170. I know he destroyed Neil Magny, but Lawler's a real fucking deal. And they they went back, you know, Rafael Dosenos is a very skilled striker. So is Robbie Lawler, but Robbie Lawler sometimes just goes, "I don't give a fuck, and I'm going to throw." He's got credible power. Um really really enjoyed that fight top to bottom. Robbie Lawler is not in a boring fight ever um the guy's a madman and uh that i've really 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 thoroughly enjoyed that fight I, I don't really have much else to say about it besides i enjoyed it you know sorry sorry for my na- my analysis not that great number three Wyman members gaslam for some reason i really love this fight i've watched this fight probably like five or six times don't get me wrong it's a very good fight but is it like the best fight i've ever seen absolutely not but i just keep watching it um chris Wyman's record in new york is like one and four he can't win in the state of new york poor guy um, coming off back-to-back losses, I think maybe even three losses in a row, fighting in Long Island where you're from, a fucking, a blo- you know, the the Coliseum. What is that? Uh, fuck, I don't know where the islands play. I don't know the Coliseum name off the top of my head anymore. Um, you're fighting there. You're fighting a guy, you're three in a row, four losses in a row. You might get cut. Don't think he was going to get cut because, you know, he's a star, but that had to have been in your mind, right? You're fighting a really confident guy coming up from 170, and he fucking drops you hard in that first round. You got to come back, and you come back, and you win. Great comeback with Chris Wyman. Good feel-good story. I'm a fan of Chris Wyman. I root for him. Um, so that was just a really, really good uh, comeback. And number two, believe it or not, Kevin Lee versus Iowa Quinta has got to be number two. There's been, you know, uh, people are going to shit on me because, you know, there, there has been some really great fights on Fox main events. This one really stood out to me. I, I thought it was a real kind of changing of the guard situation. I thought – um, Al being such a big underdog, and it was exciting. You know, Kevin Lee brought a lot of excitement to that fight. He's got some swagger. He's got some. He's got some. You know, uh, he got something to him. He's got the edge factor. And Al's just this blue collar fucking Long Island guy going, "Nope, not gonna happen." I'm gonna fucking smash it again. So it had all the ingredients, and it was a great fight. I was very entertained by that fight. And uh, you know, when one guy really shows out, I mean, you know, it is what it is. So that that that's gonna come in number two. And number one, I think, is a no-brainer. is gonna be Dustin Poirier versus Justin Gaethje. I think it, by the time it's all said and done, Justin Gaethje's probably got the most exciting fights ever in the UFC. Uh, you know, I, I mean, G-G- the James Vick fight wasn't super exciting because it didn't last that long and he knocked Vick out. But, you know, this guy is just an electric fucking, electric broad, whatever. I don't know what the fuck word I was going to say. He's incredible. Justin Gaethje, one of my guys on my list. Top five, all-time Justin Gaethje, most exciting fighter. I love this kid. I know he's not going to be around for that much longer because of the way he fights. So fucking cherish it. I'm looking at you. Fucking cherish him. Uh, and that fight was insane with Poirier. It was back and forth. Poirier showed so much heart. Uh, he was out of that fight. His leg was busted up. He got rocked a few times. His body was messed up. Just Justin Gaethje doesn't take a fucking step back. And then a left hook uppercut. An awkward punch, rock Gaetje, and then Poirier's a fucking killer. Finished it. I like Dessa Poirier as well, but I mean, Dessa Poirier has really come a long way from from where he started to now. And that fight was just, I mean, it just was awesome. I could watch that every day. If you tell me I can watch a fight every day, I don't know if that's going to be the one, but that's one I'm going to be thinking about. That's the one that's going to pop up a little bit. So that's the show. Uh, one show this week. Next week is Christmas. So um just to give you an idea of what I was gonna do, I was gonna do a New Year's show. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the MMA Takes Awards, right? We're gonna do an award show. We're going to give, you know, Fighter of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Knockout of the Year, Post Fight, Speech of the Year, Guest of the Year on the podcast. I've only had i three. Um, so it is what it is. I don't know if I'm gonna do that next week. However, follow me on Twitter at MMAtakes.com. Or excuse me, follow me on Twitter at MMA Takes visit me on a, on MMAtakes.com and then follow me on Instagram on my Twitter I'll be doing one of those little polls um, I'll post some uh, you know, fighter of the year I'm going to give you two options I kind of have it down and who's going to be but I kind of want to hear from the people so if you want to vote if you want to have your verse, voice heard go to takes on Twitter and follow me there so that's the show uh, next week um, I think maybe just one show next week since it's Christmas I'm a big Christmas guy Oh, I'm a big Christmas guy, big Christmas guy. I love it so much. So probably one show uh, and, and it'll be a mix. It'll be, it'll be the pick show and just maybe whatever the fuck happens, whatever John Jones says next probably is what's going to be in the next show. So I will talk to you guys next week.